Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the History of College Football podcast. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the college football history of the Houston Cougars. For a new school, Houston's first season was basically yesterday in the annals of the history of college football. This school created quite a lore with its offensive juggernaut schemes, and in the process, they set many incredible records. This school pioneered the veer offense of the 60s and 70s and the run-and-shoot offense of the 80s. One Heisman winner, one legendary coach, two all-time record quarterbacks, one heartbreaking frigid loss, one crosstown rival, two mascots, each of which proved to be ferocious. Its first season was 1946. National Championship, zero. Heisman Trophy winners, one, 1989, Andre Ware. Best coach, Bill Yeoman from 1962 to 1986. 160 wins, 108 losses, 8 ties, and won 59.4% of his games. Coach Yeoman was an innovator, invented the Veer T offense, which influenced college football offenses in the 60s. In 1976, Coach Yeoman's Cougars, in its first season in the conference, tied for the Southwest Conference Championship. In all, his teams won four Southwest Conference Championships. Coach Yeoman was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. What actually led Coach Yeoman to design the Veer offense? In Coach Yeoman's second and third seasons, the Cougars went 4-14-1. They were held to a touchdown or less seven times and were shut out three times. In 1965, the Cougars lost their first two games, and they were shut out in both, making that five shutouts in the last 20 games. He employed a new scheme where linemen read and then had the option to leave open defenders the halfback dive and the pitch were equally perplexing, and this version of the triple option was now born. But attention must be paid to the two coaches who followed Coach Yeoman. They established their own high-flying scoring machines. Jack Pardee, 1987-1989, He coached Houston's only Heisman-winning quarterback, Andre Weyer, in a new offensive scheme, which we will discuss shortly, but it was called a run-and-shoot. In 1988, his team went 9-3 was ranked 18th in the nation and third in scoring. His 1989 team went 9-2, was ranked 14th in the nation, and was first in scoring. And then there was John Jenkins, who followed Jack Pardee. From 1990 to 1992, he went 18-15. Coach Jenkins, the former offensive coordinator to Pardee, continued Pardee's offensive juggernaut, seemingly giving the college football world a kind of 2.0 version of the run-and-shoot. But this was a strange tale, and let me tell you about it. In 1990, the Cougars went 10-1, and never scoring less than 24 points. They put up video game numbers in scoring, 51, 56, 62 twice, and 84 points. And video game numbers in passing yards and touchdowns, which we'll get to in a moment. The following season, 1991, they opened with a 73-3 win over Louisiana Tech. That season, head coach Jenkins engineered an offense that rang up over 40 points five times, yet they finished with a 4-7 and record. 
Then in 1992, more of the same, scoring 60 points twice and finishing with a 4-7 record. Most stunning win. Houston 17, Nebraska 14, January 1, 1980, the Cotton Bowl. The game matched the 7th-ranked Nebraska Cornhuskers 10-1 against the 8th-ranked Houston Cougars 10-1. Houston held the powerful Nebraska running game in check to under half their season average. The game ended in climatic fashion. With 19 seconds remaining, Houston was at the 6-yard line, facing a 4th and goal. Quarterback Terry Elston hit Eric Herring for the game-winning touchdown. Houston finished the season ranked number 5. But attention must be paid to one other game. Houston 37, Michigan State 7, September 23, 1967. At each slanting, Houston stunned number 3 Michigan State, who had won 19 of the last 21 games with a decisive victory. The Spartans could not handle the sheer speed of Coach Yeoman's veer offense. Most stunning lost, Notre Dame 35, Houston 34, January 1, 1979. This game matched 10th-ranked Notre Dame, who was 8-3, against 9th-ranked Houston, who was 9-2. Houston led 34-12 with 7.5 minutes remaining. Notre Dame quarterback Joel Montana led a furious 23-point rally for the Irish win. But see, there is more to tell you here. The game was played in a blistering cold weather. 24 degrees, mixing with 30-mile-per-hour winds, made for a sub-zero windshield factor. It was cold. With 30 seconds remaining, Houston faced a 4th and 1 on their own 29. Instead of punting to give Montana one more shot, they went for it and were stopped. On the game's last play, Montana hit Chris Haynes for the win. Best team. Die-hard Houston Cougar fans may not agree, but we give the nod to the Houston Cougars, 1990, 10-1. While four other Cougar teams certainly merit attention and will be discussed here in a moment, allow us to amplify our selection here. This version of Coach Jenkins' Cougars scored 511 points, 46.5 points per game, first in the nation. At the time of their lone loss to Texas, which was late in the season, they had climbed to number three. Coach Jenkins' juggernaut scored over 50 five times, 60 three times, and defeated Eastern Washington 84-21. David Klinger set multiple NCAA records, two that are simply unimaginable, and we'll get to them later in the podcast. They finished the season ranked number 10. But attention must be paid to four other teams. 1976, 10-2. This version of Coach Yeoman's Cougars won the Cotton Bowl, defeating number 4 Maryland 31-24 and finished number 6 in the nation, scoring 28.6 points per game, which was 11th in the nation. 1979, 11-1. This version of Coach Yeoman's Cougars won the Cotton Bowl as well. This was the 17-14 win over Nebraska we had just discussed. They finished the season 5th in the nation, scoring 24.6 points per game, 32nd in the nation. Then there was a 1988 9-3 team. Coach Jack Pardee unveiled his run-and-shoot offense on the nation's defenses, and, well, they were not quite ready for it. Speed, receiver motions, and routes that were run on on-the-fly adjustments resulted in huge numbers. This team scored over 63 times, defeated Tulsa 82-28, and scored 39.5 points per game, third in the nation. They finished ranked number 18. And then there was the 1989 Houston Cougars, 9-2. And this version of Coach Pardee's Cougars obliterated his previous season's high-flying numbers. This version of the run-and-shoot scored over 65 times, defeated SMU 95-21, scored 53.5 points per game, first in the nation. Quarterback Andre Ware set 26 NCAA records, and won the Heisman. 
They finished 14th in the nation. Best player. How do you choose between two quarterbacks, one who set 26 NCAA records, or the quarterback in the very next season that broke many of his records? Andre Ware was the first African-American quarterback to win the Heisman in 1989. He did this, as well as winning the Davey O'Brien Award that year, and that is given to the most outstanding college quarterback. In 1989, as we mentioned, he set 26 NCAA records, threw for 4,699 yards, 46 touchdowns, 427 yards per game. He was the perfect quarterback for the run-and-shoot offense. Again, I feel Cougar Nation may not agree, but we give the nod to the man who broke Andre Weyer's records. David Klinger finished fifth in Heisman voting, as I suppose some of the voters may have felt he was the product of the run-and-shoot offense. In 1990, he threw for 5,140 yards, 54 touchdowns, 467.3 yards per game. He perfected the idea of the perfect quarterback for the run-and-shoot. His accomplishments are simply unparalleled in the annals of college football. Consider this. On November 17, 1990, David Klinger threw for an NCAA record of 11 touchdowns against Eastern Washington in an 84-21 victory. On December 2, 1990, David Klinger set an NCAA record as he threw for 716 yards against Arizona State, a record which held until 2014. Rival, Rice Owls. This crosstown rivalry has been dominated by Houston. As of this podcast, they have won 31 of the last 42 games. Hullabaloo 1, Houston 100, Tulsa 6, November 23, 1968. This is the last time a Division I school scored 100 points. Hullabaloo 2. Houston had once held 78 individual and 31 team NCAA records. Mascot, Shasta. This is the name of both the live cougar and the student who adorns the cougar head. Though no one would argue that the live version is more ferocious, in 2007, the student version got into a fight with the Oregon Duck mascot. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.